tomorrow, fair maiden. Guten Morgen, Spawn. Spawn, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. When did it become sex first, talk later in relationships and this whole dating thing? That was the most <laughs> older person thing <laughs> I've ever heard Oh, in my oh hold on. Life. Let me check something. Yeah, I'm still old. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Just asking for a friend. I mean, I feel as if people want relationships but aren't willing to commit a lot of times. So sex is the obvious. Who's not committing, though? Give me, well, give again, me insight I, into your world. Well, I don't know. I'm not in that world. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a weird question. Okay, into your generation. You I'm, were your entire generation. I am my race. entire generation. I feel like I'm probably the worst spokesperson for my generation. Seeing or that. the best, actually. Because I think... You, I mean, I've been out of the dating game since I was 16, though. Which is kind of why I think you're a really good example of what what good relationship is. From what I've observed, I think a lot of people want affection and want um, love, obviously. Want to be seen, want to be heard. Want a relationship without having to genuinely commit to a person. Because they're afraid of probably fucking up or not being able to get out of it. We as a humanity are afraid of screwing up so badly that we don't try yeah i think that could be something i think in relationships the best thing is to communicate communicate doesn't mean you're gonna like what you hear yeah absolutely so what i'm actually hearing you say is you disagree or you do agree that things have gone more to sex first and then talk later absolutely I think that is definitely the case. What I was taught as a kid, you know, what men are and what men are supposed to be and blah, blah, blah. blah. Are we talking about only female-male relationships, though? Unfortunately, yeah. So, unfortunately, yeah. That's all you have experience with from your generation. Correct. Not that I don't see it embracing and accepting now. No, absolutely. Yeah. But this is what my father told me. Mm. It's men's job to try and it's your job as a female to say no. That's fucked up. It is, right? Let's think about that for a minute. Is that not just enabling? It is. It was the worst behavior. Essay culture? It, I agree. Trigger warning. It was absolute bullshit. What was beneficial for my growth is that you were very open with me. And when I would ask a, a sexual question, you would answer it. Like, what was the whole thing? How old was I when I asked you how gay sex works? Yeah. He's like, I I understand their parts. I don't understand how they do anything. How old was I, though? I was pretty young. (sighs) Ten? Nine? You told me I was younger than that. No, I don't think so. Okay, I believe that. No, you were nine or ten. I want to say you were nine or ten. Okay, that's actually a lot older than I thought. You were very open with me when I had crushes on people or would be in, like, those fake elementary middle school relationships the learning phase the I'm learning phase no 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 yeah but they were what, real to you but you know what i'm saying like they're the the playful not actual serious sort of things where you're just holding hands and stuff i mean you you were very accepting you were very open about it um dad just didn't really <laughs> acknowledge it big daddy d shut that shit down <laughs> no he didn't though because by he shutting, didn't deal with it he exactly. wouldn't deal with it. But that's very different than shutting it down. Shutting it down would have been like, that's inappropriate, boys suck, don't talk to them. He yeah. just he was just like, don't want to hear about it? Yeah. Have fun. He avoided. No, know? well, he didn't say have fun. He no. was just like, he, he trusted me to handle it. He told me that. Because I asked him that once, why do I have to do all of this stuff? Why do yeah. I get these fielded, these questions? Why do I get asked all this stuff? 
<laughs> yeah, but I think after he died, I guess everything kind of stayed the same because he wasn't really involved in it anyway. <laughs> as far as as far as the dating relationships, as far yes. as dating relationships, yeah. So I, I guess I'm trying to figure out if dating now is actually very different from dating back definitely you think so absolutely you really do i mean well we didn't have social media and stuff like that not saying that people can't meet organically or however you want to call it it is much more accepted and widely utilized that people turn to tinder bumble grinder any of those places to meet up with a partner or to find a partner i mean i think the whole thing is kind of messed up in general, the whole concept of it, where you're instantly judging someone based off of their appearance, which, like, I understand we do in normal day-to-day life anyway. Obviously, you do your quick scan. But that is just such, I just think, an unhealthy way to go about it. I really do. You can see the most attractive human in the world and have a bad vibe right off the bat and know that you guys aren't compatible. Or not even necessarily that you're not compatible, but just, like... It's a different feeling over the phone than it is. Here's the thing that I'm going to say. It's the concept of the more things change, the more they stay the same. That as animals, as humans are still animals, that we see each other and we're either attracted or not attracted. And there's a thousand different things that go through our brains when we're looking at someone eyeing them up for a potential mate. Potential mate. (laughs) And I don't mean that in the English way. A broski. (laughs) No, not a broski, but like to date someone. So so for the example of (laughs) your father did not look anything like someone that I would have considered dating. Yeah. Because he walked into that bar. And first of all, I had always said, I'm never dating anybody. Mr. Wright doesn't go to singles bars. And where did I, I, it wasn't a singles bar, but it was a bar situation. And here comes this guy that broom, broom, broom. You heard him pull up before he pulled in. (laughs) He comes in the door. He's six foot six. He's absolutely massive man standing in the doorway looking like um, he, he had his biker gear on. And I thought, wow, scary. So judgment much? Right? Mm -hmm. What was my first reaction as a female, scary big man? Mm -hmm. And then he was exactly the opposite. He went to the back of the bar. He was quiet. He watched a game. He kept to himself. He smiled when somebody talked to him. He seemed pleasant enough. That's why I'm saying the more things change, the more they stay the same. We, I still did everything you just said. I still eyeballed and made a judgment. Absolutely. And then once I talked to him, it was, you know, no, there was no love at first sight. But it was like, wow, I really misjudged him. He's really sweet. Mm-hmm. And he's really kind of cool. And he's really kind of fun. But again, and he's it was gentle in and, person. You met him Yes, in but I, that's why I think this other stuff, even with these apps... You don't have a relationship until you make that person-to-person connection. So it really hasn't... It's only changed the speed at which we connect, not how we connect. But my question is really goes back to when did it become acceptable to get sex first and then relationship second and then wonder why we're confused why we're not having these deep-rooted relationships built on trust and faith in each other. Is Is that messing us up? Is it, or some people could argue that you get the stress of the sexual tension out of the way. Is that true? And it seems for men, maybe, and for women, no. Again, I think it depends on the person. How do you personally value sex? I think you grew up in a society where it was taught that sex was this horrible thing. 
You, well, horrible horrible you, were, you were not to be sexual. But it was the do-all, end-all, be-all in relationships. Yeah, that's all you could give as a woman was that. It was a gift. And I think hopefully we're starting to get away from that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very unhealthy way to look at sex, seeing that it is such a natural thing. I feel as if still some people want to be really sexual beings and they want to have that openness. However, they still deep down attach it to having importance and that's where there's this really bad gray area in this generation where they feel as if once they have sex with a partner that they are now connected when if you are going to be that person who has sex on the first date or whatever nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with that but then you cannot expect them to reciprocate any feelings that now you have attached to that right yes that happens and I think quite often. it's so dangerous. I've seen this with a lot of my friends who have sex and then after are confused why the person walks away from their but you know encounter. That ha- you know that hasn't changed in a million years. Absolutely. <laughs> that has not changed in a million years. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's absolutely. <laughs> but I think it's even just more prevalent now because like you're saying, more and more people are having sex earlier and earlier and earlier in these relationships before making these bonds. Absolutely. Like, I think that is fine. If you want to do that and you are seeing it as, this is bad to say, but like a transaction where it's sex for sex and that's all it is, there should be nothing wrong with that if you're being safe and you're being smart about it. But right when you're expecting that sex to unlock commitment with each other, error, error, this is the remix, it's not going to happen. Most of the time. And again, there are those movies that tell us that it's possible. But I think we have really have this warped mindset right now where we always think that's going to happen. And you really have to be okay with it not happening if you're going to be engaging in those activities. Movies are always fantasy. They're always fantasy. But they really do mess up our... Balance of a relationship? Balance of a relationship and just the way we process and the way we expect reality to go. I mean, going off of this, I think we need to talk about the the horrible I don't want a relationship sort of trope. Okay, so when one of the partners or the per- person's person's people's individual <laughs> if someone in the couple says I don't want a relationship, I just I'm just dating right now mm-hmm. and the other one doesn't heed that warning. Mhm. That's a problem. That's on you. I get very frustrated with people. My friends call out. <laughs> Uh-oh. When, no, it's just when you... Send hate mail to Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> when I mean, they know. But when someone is direct with you and says, I don't want a relationship, and you say back, yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm not really looking for one either. No, like, I'm just trying to have some fun. And then... You're surprised when they genuinely don't want to have a relationship? Bonk. What do you mean? They warned you. Do you know that there are so many things about an individual who almost takes it as a challenge? Absolutely. That if they can fix him I can or her him. or no, I, it's or like, them. yeah, I, them, I will, I will uh, make them love me. And then that is their, I, I know some 
50 year olds that are doing exactly this too, that are, I will just do everything they need and they will love me because I need, that's called codependency. Mm-hmm. When you need someone else to react the way you expect them to, and that's your challenge, that's a problem. And another thing, if you started out that person where you were like, no, I'm totally okay with it. I just want a sexual relationship. And you both were on board with that. And then you start to develop feelings. You're not stupid. Don't don't think you're an idiot for starting to develop feelings. It's, no, right. Like, that's a natural thing that's right. probably going to happen between one of the parties. And that's okay. But you have to be smart enough to know, okay, it's time to leave. And that this is no longer serving me. And that I have crossed a line that that person is not willing to also cross with me. When you lie to yourself. Because you need to be the most important person in their life. And that's not good on them or you because... If a person says they don't want a relationship, you got to believe them. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes you'll walk away and they'll realize that maybe they did want a relationship. But sometimes that person will come back again and say, oh, yeah, I was wrong. I do want a relationship. And then you have to literally be able to say it's over. It's done. You always have to be honest with them and most importantly yourself. If you are lying to yourself, you cannot expect to be happy or to have good outcomes. It's just, it's not going to happen. I think also spinning off on this, I want to talk about the importance of being alone. I think a lot of times, especially in this generation, and I think this is probably... All generations. All generations. Absolutely. All generations. I, again, but I can only really speak on mine. because Well, I will back you up on this. How many women... All of my generation is basically... It's not just women, though. Okay, I'm sorry. But in my generation, it was who you were married to, what house you bought, what kind of car you were going to drive, and how you looked on the outside. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's changed. I'm sorry, I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it any different in your generation? About the importance of status? Mm -hmm. No. Exactly. Of course not. But I think with the whole thing about sex first, talk later... There's this bigger issue of being scared to be alone. So a lot of people are attaching sex as a way to not be alone. So ask yourself, why why are you afraid of being alone? And if it's just yes. that I feel lonely, then you're really just bored. But if it's not that and you feel a deep internal ache, well, that's you not feeling comfortable with yourself. It's just like people who can't have quiet in their life, they have to have music going in their ears mm-hmm. all the time, or a podcast, <laughs> or something. Podcast. Or podcast. If it's this one, keep, doing, doing, what keep doing. doing what you're doing. Continue. But if you can't sit for five minutes in quiet to hear your own thoughts, which is a good way to know. And if your eyes roll back in your head, if I say you should meditate, and all I mean by that is have some quiet Just time quiet. to understand what your mind is doing for the day and where your thoughts and feelings are, and check in on yourself that's a bigger problem than you're not ready for a relationship. I think a lot of times loneliness equates to not being fulfilled. But you but that's part of it. See, I was there. I understand this. I understand this feeling of, "Oh my god, I don't have a partner. What do I do? Who am I? What am I? What should I be doing?" And I kept praying that bring me someone, bring me someone, and then when I finally put as much effort into myself and having fun, but when I started figuring out what made me happy, and I know there's a lot of people going, "Shut up. Yeah. I just want a partner." Yeah, you do, but you know what? Until you start Figuring out what makes you happy, there is no way you have anything to bring to the table for someone else. And send hate mail to Fossil. 
The amount of times I've said absolutely in this podcast is absolutely... Oh my god! This is disgusting. 4,364. This is disgusting. Shall I pull up a thesaurus? Shall I pull up a I love that dinosaur, the thesaurus. Is that the one with the small arms? You can hit me. I don't hit. We don't hit. We don't hit. My bad. No hitting. My bad, y'all. No hitting. My bad. No hitting. The only shots we want to see come in little one-ounce glasses. The only shots we want to see are the ones that little Wayne constantly talks about. Absolutely. (laughs) Alcoholism. (laughs) Yay. Yay. (laughs) We should not joke about that. I fought that that real hard, lady. You know it. You can share that. Who's the lady? Aren't you? Yeah. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's no lady. That's my daughter. Old joke, but I'm bunch. I feel like I'm turning into one of those people where they're like, oh my god, my dog. No, it's my dog. You want to see a picture of my dog? No, he's laying so cute. You have yet. To buy a purse to carry one. <laughs> no. That's where I draw the line. Those those people who are like, you want to see my dog? Look at my dog. She's so cute. And you're like, yeah, that's a cute dog. Like, every dog is relatively cute. But then it's like, we don't fucking care about your dog. Like, no one else cares about your dog that but you. That is this generation's look at my pictures of my kids or my grandkids. Yeah. That's all that is. And you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. Show me a picture of your dog. I I'll, I love it. No, but then it gets awkward when, like, people really go into it. And you're like, hmm, cute. I love Dot. But, okay, okay, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against you a little bit. Okay. You can, I'm going to push okay. back on you a little bit. Okay. This is part of the craving that we have in humankind, in being seen, in being heard, that, that you matter. And people, like, when they do that, they're just saying, look at me, see me. That's all they're doing. See me through my dog. You can laugh all you want about it. My Ooh, little bullshit. tiny dog. It's true. You can't deny it. People need to be seen and heard. Yeah, but your dog's not that interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> that may be so. <sighs> but there is nothing wrong with taking two minutes to look through somebody's pictures and say... You know when like, you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and someone's like... You can't share. You can't nah. share. You just can't share their joy with them and be happy with no, them. No, I want to see the world. <gasps> that was a joke. Oh my gosh, Fossil takes things way too seriously sometimes. Maybe. Maybe. Mayhaps. Maybe. It's been instilled in me, trained in me to take things seriously because when I want to be a goof up, when I want to make fun of things. That's when, you know, the universe throat punches me and somebody dies. So it's not so fucking funny anymore, is it now there? Yuck it up, sister. I think death is hilarious. I think... It is to me now. Not not disrespectfully so, but I realize... No, that sounded really bad. Death is not the end. I don't believe this death is the end. And also, it, it adds some really good seasoning to your life, I think. It should make you realize that this is not a joke. That life, yeah. is, life is like, you only get one shot at this, people. Well, if, maybe. Reincarnation. On this meat suit. In this meat that's suit. That's my true. personal opinion is we recycle. I believe we come back, but we've got lessons to learn. But you might as well enjoy. But that does not... Can we go back to this idea? 
you need to be able to screw up, but you also need to be able to try better and do better. So mm-hmm. when I say you should be allowed to make a mistake, it doesn't mean you, that you should say, ah, I'm an alcoholic because my parent was an alcoholic and then I'm just accepting that of myself. No, do better. In my relationship, I'm going to cheat because, you know, I deserve this. Lie on yourself, boom, do better. But if you make a mistake, own up to it and fix it. That's what makes life worth living. It's not the going through just constantly being a screw up, you know? I think we see that constantly with like, oh, my mom got pregnant at 16, therefore I'm going to get pregnant at 16. You know. What? Can I share this? I'm going to be really vulnerable and open here. Okay. My grandmother was 17 when she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. My experience with history repeats itself is true. Mm-hmm. It happens, but it doesn't mean you have to react the same way. It's funny that because I mean, also it doesn't have to repeat itself. In no, it doesn't. It does not. But if it does, again, personal example: my parents drank heavily. My mother was probably what you'd consider an alcoholic because aren't, aren't weren't all women in that generation oh having gosh. to put up with the shit of that era? But you know, I started drinking really heavily. That was my go-to. And was I an alcoholic? I was either yes, I was if for a you short don't time. Say yes, but I don't think I was because it, it was really easy for me to turn it around once I realized that it was emotionally based and what was happening and why. But the reason I'm going to say no to that is because yes, you can go without it for a long time, but once you get it, you cannot stop yourself. You don't. That's true. Yeah, I can. You do go not off. stop yourself. That's true. And so, yes, it's this thing of like, oh, no, 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 I can quit, I can quit. But the fact that you cannot control the amount you're having, you can't have it as a treat, you know? It's all or nothing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's true. It's like, I can't have two beers, I have to have six. Nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. You know, math. <laughs> six is a nine upside down. Okay. <laughs> you know, actually, I am dyslexic. No, you don't, Mom. Shut up. <laughs> All right. It's so, not like when the tarot cards so I have reversed. to say, So I have to say I am an alcoholic. But it's not because my mom or dad was you an alcoholic. You don't have to say, say anything. I don't like that. I you don't, don't like have that. to say anything. But I think it's dangerous to say, oh, no, 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 I'm totally not because I can walk away from it. Oh, but that's don't, not true. We, don't we do that? We just don't want to be that asshole. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I guess I, I guess I have to put the check mark on my, are you an asshole? Yes. Are you an alcoholic? Mm, mom, you better check that box. Your hand's shaking. You're like, like, I'm not going to do it. But it's not shaking because I'm on withdrawal. <laughs> okay. I'm better than that. I am. I'm better than that. But my point was, you know, that's not an excuse because so-and-so in my family that happened to, that it has to happen to me, that's garbage. Mm-hmm. It's garbage thinking. Let's do better. Let's do better. Do you think men have different roles or let's, you know, I, I'm still using the phrases men and women because that's just what I'm used to. So I'm sorry. I, it's just, Do you think there's still certain roles in your generation? I think in any relationship, literally any relationship, whether it's, you know, father, son, um, partner and partner, literally does not matter what the gender are is, are, gender is, or the sexual identity of the person there has to be a difference in power dynamic but that doesn't mean it can't switch okay that's i'm glad you said that last part yeah 
No, because it, it can, should not be just one or the other. There it, should not be. You should not be the leader all the time, especially in a romantic relationship or in a. I completely agree. Period. But you there's gotta going, share that. There's going to be that person who is typically in the leadership role and the person that's the follower. And then in certain situations, absolutely, it can. I said it again. Oh my god, smack my wrist. No, but yes, it does switch. Yeah, no, it should. It should. Because I, this, it seems to me, even in my relationship, when one person hangs on to the leadership role for a long time, they become bitter and they don't want to be in it anymore. Well, also, I think we should add that just because you appear to be in the leadership role does not mean you're in the leadership role. Yeah, that was big in my day. Yeah. <laughs> Wives were doing so much behind the scenes and getting credit for none of it. I think that's important to identify as well that also something we should talk about my boyfriend said something really interesting to me the other day where he said you never understand anyone else's relationship just by looking at it which i think a lot of people would say like yeah no shit sure not by looking at it but he truly meant that every single relationship has a different dynamic yeah i guess that could every single person has different needs different wants Different ways of living. So what works for me and him is not going to work for another person. That's true, but there are basic truths. Uh, Yeah. Like you have to have respect for each other. You have to be willing to communicate. You can't lie. You can't cheat. You can't do things that hurt the other person on purpose. But again, talking about cheating, some people don't value sex. Again, you're putting value it's not about the value on the sex it's about being honest that you're keeping another person in a relationship that they don't even know that they're having cheating is lying your your partner could say to you it's okay i understand i don't want sex as much as you and feel free to do it i don't want to know about it i don't want to hear about it that's healthy you've given the respect to the person that you're with to say i need this more than you and i love you and i don't want to leave the relationship but to lie to yourself and that other person because you don't want to get in trouble is not healthy period the basic truths of just you have to respect and be honest in your relationships because then one or the other is not even knowing how where your relationship stands and that's just a lie. Right. But again, everyone's definition of cheating is different. If you ask someone, oh, is talking to someone of the opposite sex cheating? Some people would say yes. Okay? Because whatever their issues that's are. That's a hyper insecurity. Right. But I'm saying for different relationships, it's going to be different. There are people so, who are in open relationships who literally think that having sex with anyone is completely fine as long as both parties are understanding of that. For the purpose of this podcast, mm-hmm. I wish to make the definition of cheating when the other party does not know. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. When you don't go home and say, I was talking to so-and-so. Because as soon as as soon as soon you get into that dynamic where you're not telling your partner um, or avoiding, like literally don't want them to know, hiding your conversations... That's cheating. Mm-hmm. And that's just lying. If you feel guilty doing something and know that your partner will not be accepting of it, and you are going to continue to hide it out of fear, right. they right. will find out. Right. And why would, then why would you're anybody, probably cheating. Why does anybody want to live like that? 
Why does anybody want to live in that turmoil, internal turmoil? Because all it's going to do is make you spiral down into feeling like a bad person, feeling guilty and feeling like shit. But I think that's the coward way out because a lot of times I think people do it as a way to end something that they're too scared to end themselves in hopes that the person will find out and leave them. I agree with you there. Unfortunately, I do agree with you there. And I the, think the, cheating the, is the pussy way out. I'm going to say and, it. And the person has to realize how happy they could honestly be. Mm-hmm. But they're not giving them themselves a chance to do it. What do you mean? The person who doesn't want to do the breaking up because they feel the need to seek elsewhere for attention and affection and they think they're doing something good with someone else when they're really not. <laughs> I mean, it's the 80-20 rule. So there's this theory that your partner can only give you 80% of what you need. And so a lot of times other people will realize the 20% that they're not getting and seek it from someone else, thinking that they're getting 100% from that other person by cheating, but actually they're only getting 20%. You know what really bugs me about that? Yeah. You said that, and all I could think of is you shouldn't be relying on your partner for any of it. But if you <laughs> if you need certain things in a relationship, everyone needs certain things in a relationship. But again, that goes down to the basic truth. And if you say, I'm coming into this relationship, you've got to know where your your boundaries are, what you'll accept and what you won't accept. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're honest with each other and what you what's important to you, I guess. Because it's like a game. I want to win this person over, so I'm going to react the way I think they want me to. Mm-hmm. And then they become someone they don't recognize, and then they start to confuse who they are and what they are, and that's how we spiral into crap. That 80-20 rule just bugs me because you should have 100% independent on yourself for all of it and if you share it with someone else that's great maybe that's just my misinterpretation or understanding of the age 20 rule because yeah, i don't I, think you should rely on anybody for no not any relying other. on them but if in a relationship if you're only getting 80 percent of your like quote-unquote perfect relationship right if you got literally everything you ever wanted out of your relationship that's not possible Relationships will always grow and change. We as human beings cannot stagnate. It's hard enough to find somebody that you can actually live with and then finding someone that is willing to grow with you, morph and change, accept the changes that are happening is even more powerful. Mm-hmm. That's even more special. So there is no just one type of relationship because, I mean, even in my marriage, 18 years it was different all the time. Is that it's not about not screwing up. It's not about not making mistakes. It's not even about not hurting each other. You're going to do that naturally anyway. It just happens. Mm-hmm. But to intentionally hurt somebody, it's just it's just shit. But just looking at like me and Big Daddy D, it was not. When I say perfect, I don't mean we never fought. We fought like gangbusters. There was times I'm sure he wanted to. Leave. There was times he did leave the house to take a drive because he was so, so pissed sad. off. Yeah, and me too. There were times where I was like, "Why am I here? Mm-hmm. What am? What is my purpose in this family?" Mm-hmm. You think those things that is natural. So a perfect relationship, when I say that, is not about having happy every day and we never fight. That's bullshit. Right. But to fight for each other, laying your heart on the table and saying, all right, you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but here it is. Yeah. You have an experience with that. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that out loud, I just realized you just went through this too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting in my relationship. I've 
been with my boyfriend for four years now. And I think a lot of times my friends look at my relationship as being the perfect one in amongst my group. Because I'm the only one who's been in this long of a relationship. Again, I have friends who have been in long-term relationships. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm definitely the one who's been in the longest one. And I don't always tell them about issues that I'm having because I don't think it concerns them. And I don't think... I think it's usually something that I need to figure out myself. Right there. Can I stop a second and interrupt? Yeah. As as your mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get to say how proud I am of you too as well. <clears throat> no, okay. All right. But let me <clears throat> say something. You are actually exhibiting what I mean, what I define as a perfect relationship because you don't take it to your friends. What should I be thinking, feeling? How do I act? You're like, nope, it's between me and him. But again, you kept it on where the table between you and him where it needed to stay. Again, I think it is important to run things by other people. If, if you are the type of person who needs to go to your friends and to talk things out and they help you get a clear mind, do not think that that's a wrong thing to do. It, but at the end, do it not look at your friends your and decision. say, well, you told me to. My thing is with my relationship, looking at my group of friends, I know I am the person who has had the longest relationship who has the most experience with this person, okay? To go to them for my experiences would be silly because they themselves have not experienced it. How can I rely on them to make that decision? You can't. I can't. Exactly. But you're, you see, you're taking the responsibility for it in the end. And that's what it comes down to. I am very much the type of person who would rather just tell them after the fact what happened. Right. Rather than get yes. their opinion on it. And in this situation, I would get their opinion on so many other things because I obviously value their opinions. That's not what I'm saying. But I guess I'm I'm spotlighting the fact that you say tell your go talk to your friends plural. You should not be needing to talk to more than one, more than one confidant, yeah. one person that you trust and and, and uh, you know respect to make you know help bounce the ideas that in the end should be absolutely 100 percent your bottom line decision. But I think with that, a lot of them think that we don't have any issues. Because people who work really hard at their relationship make it look easy. Yeah. Especially as of recently. Again, I really try not to air that out with them just because I think it's really just between him and I. I mean, we definitely had that conversation because both of our lives are changing so quickly and growth is happening, has happened, will happen. And we just had to sit down and have a really honest conversation about where, what's happening next. Get next to Jesus meeting. Yeah. We had to get next to Jesus. We're not religious. Get next to Buddha. No, we're not religious. (laughs) Get next to ourselves. Get next to him and I. Yeah. But again, I think it's really important because I had this spiraling in my head where I really thought he was not going to take it well because I thought I was like blindsiding him almost by saying these are my thoughts and feelings and what I'm concerned with. And he he literally looked at me and was like, yeah, totally. And I love you and we're going to get through it. That is everything. Right there. But my monster always comes and tries to take I was terrified to have this conversation with him. I really thought he was going to look at me and say, you know what? Screw you. Which is completely silly of me because he would never do that. So I really let my own emotions get to me. I enjoy watching you two interact on all the levels. I just, I'm so proud of both of you. For your okay, I'm, I'm sorry. As young as young as you are, you got it. You got it. You, you figured it out. You figured out 
the magic formula. It's not going to be easy. You don't have any expectations on... But again... Let him be him and he lets you be you. Again, I'm not saying that we are the perfect relationship because every relationship is different and every relationship requires different things. I don't think we are like the poster child for what it should be. But it works for us. We're very... The one thing I will say, communication is so, so, so important. And do not project onto them what you think they're going to react because you will be very surprised at how they will take certain things. And that's with all relationships. With all relationships. I just learned a phrase called reverse worrying, mm-hmm. where I think I tried to explain this to you before. You did, yeah. Where when you sit there and as soon as you realize that you're starting to go, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to say this... You stop yourself and say, all right, that could happen. But what if they say, oh my gosh, I was feeling the same way. What is the best case scenario? Just actually create the best case scenario in your mind. And then it's usually something in between. I think there are a lot of people out there, especially right now. We're in this weird, weird like in-between period where it's like, cuffing season do you know what that is no so cuffing season is usually like the winter time when everyone wants to have a partner to like settle down with and like just have that one person that they can rely on cuddle with do fun things with for the cold season it's typically winter it doesn't have to be but that's usually like i think what it's commonly known as and then hot girl summer (laughs) right you know what that is when all the girls I wouldn't know. I've never been. <laughs> when all the girls' gays and theys are um, free for the summer and they break up with their significant other to go have fun. That's like what it's all right. known as. So I think, especially during the pandemic, we saw a lot of people wanting a partner. And I think that is very dangerous. No, it's not dangerous to want It's a not partner. dangerous to want a partner, but it's dangerous to feel like you need one. It's not disposable. I think that it's like, oh, this is a tissue. I'm going to use it once and then throw it away. And if we let our relationships be a box of tissues, then that's all we're going to be is sad. Yeah. So do you want tissues or do you want permanent? Because it takes work, 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 work. I mean, I have a lot of people who come to me and they're like, oh, I want a boyfriend. Like, it's so hard to find a boyfriend. Like, (laughs) You think it's hard to find one. It's hard to keep keep one. one. (laughs) No, that's not true either, though. That's not true either. If you are meant to be together, then you'll work it out. It's not about meant to be together. If you want to be together, you'll work it out. There it is. You're right. I think it's how hard you're willing to work at it. And that could change, too, over your lifespan. But that's why relationships don't work out. There is no harm. Well, somebody might argue and say, well, it hurts. Yeah, it's supposed to. It's called a lesson. But let's get this straight, okay? I'm talking to all the Gen Zers, okay? Maybe even younger. It is not difficult to find someone. I don't care who you are. You can find someone, Will they be of quality? Probably not. So it's not that you want any partner. You want a good quality person to share your life with. And that takes time. And that takes a lot of inner growth. You do not deserve a partner until you have worked through all of your shit. Or... You at least understand what your shit is. Yeah. And then know where your boundaries are to work through it. The danger in that, and I 100% agree with you, 
But let's just tweak it a little bit yeah, to no, say please. that no one's ever perfect. got their shit together. together yeah. We're all in some varying level of wherever we are. So just be aware of where your shit is so that the other person doesn't step in it. Yeah. I just hear so many people. Oh my God. I want a boyfriend so bad. Then go fucking get one. But no. It no, is not no, hard. No. Let's back up. Ask them then. Why do you want a Why boyfriend? do you want one? What do you expect a boyfriend to do for you that you can't do for yourself? Exactly. You don't actually want a boyfriend. You want someone to fix fix, yeah. All the issues in your life. Uh-uh, not going to happen. If anything, they're probably going to make it worse. <laughs> yeah. If you have insecurities, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Going back to one of my favorite topics is overused words. <laughs> yes. The good old overused soulmate. word. Soulmate. They're my soulmate. I don't think most of the people who use that phrase know what the hell that means. I agree with you. When it gets used, let's let's put the definition of my definition of soulmate is when... It's two people who recognize each other on some level. That familiarity is just natural. And I believe that's more of soul family. And that doesn't necessarily mean that... It's a romantic relationship. People are using soulmate. When I think of soulmate, I think of the people who are in my life I know very well and that I just, even when they screamed at me, I knew our relationship wasn't over because I was safe space for them to be who they were. So some of my best friends are soulmates. It has nothing to do with a romantic relationship. And when people say they want a soulmate, that's the person that you're going to be able to um, accept anything from. Mm -hmm. You know? I would love to run something by you. Uh Uh-oh. Do you think... I don't run. (laughs) Can you tell? It's true. As Dolly Parton once said, I blacken both my eyes. (laughs) It's true. Do you believe in right person, wrong time? Yes. Okay. I absolutely do. Really? I absolutely do. This is a hot take. Why? Well... Second chances are sketchy, okay? I have my life experience. I don't know how much I should go into it because we don't want to bore everybody. Mm-hmm. No one gives a fuck, right? No, but I've done, the, I've, I've done the whole, that person came back and I was so in love a second time. Mm-hmm. I was never out of love. But it was like, we got our second chance. And guess what? <laughs> it didn't work out again. So, shocker. Not really shocker because... If that person had wanted to work it out, I would have absolutely worked it out. This is my problem with it. Yeah. And again, I think you guys can separate and come back together. I think that's absolutely No, I do. I do believe that's if both parties grew and understand um, what had happened. However, more often than not, someone's just clinging to an old idea of what somebody once was or what they think. They want that person to be who their imagination wants them to be. No, but okay. That's so right person, wrong time. Yeah. Right. If someone comes back, right, Mm -hmm. again, you have to be willing to work through it. I think you can work through most things, not all, but most things if both parties are willing to. So to say right person, wrong time, is that not just saying that you guys weren't willing to work it out? If you truly love each other. Or didn't have the capacity to work it out originally. Mm, okay. All that is, is again, you, you just said growth. There are so many factors and life takes us so many directions that free will and choice. Yeah, I mean, could you? Of course. 
But then they weren't really the right person if you didn't end up. Doesn't mean they weren't the right person. It means that the things didn't happen that way. I'm sure somewhere out there, there is a, uh, a perfect fitting coat for me that will always be the perfect fitting coat for me. But I never it. went to the mall. Does, <laughs> does, is that coat not still right for me? No, you're right. But what I learned was that I wasn't ready. I really didn't want somebody in my life. I wanted me to love me. Mm-hmm. We never want to hear that, though. When we're, when we're in the stage where we are convinced that somebody else is going to make us happy, the last thing we want to hear is you need to be alone and you need to learn how to make yourself happy. And if that just bugged anybody who's listening, you're the one I'm talking to. Absolutely. Because you were me and I am you. And I've been there and I understand that a thousand percent. And I know somebody will see me in all my radiant glory somebody will see me and will connect but it's just not time or when it's time it'll present itself and it'll be up to me to say i'm buying that coat (laughs) just because it fits doesn't mean you have to buy it absolutely no everyone has free will Mm -hmm. you just got to be honest i think it all comes down to be honest with yourself and someone else friendships as well we were talking a lot about romantic relationships but when i hear people say i don't have any really good friends what i just heard honest to god is you're not being a really good friend you're that person who's sucking all the joy out of all of your relationships because it's all about you i've stopped talking to people because when i talk to them all they do is talk about themselves Mm -hmm. they never once said in weeks years whatever how are you doing or they didn't mean it or it turned right back almost immediately to themselves. I think if you don't have really good friends, it could be a couple things. A lot of times you don't have really good friends because you are not putting your standards where they need to be. And if you aren't clear on what you want and what you're looking for and the respect that you require, people are not going to give it to you. People want to give you... You have to respect yourself first. And I mean, that sounds like, oh, you're dumb. I think that's true. Do you think that's true? That people want to give you the bare minimum until you expect better? By proof of every single one of my relationships, people will step to the plate or they'll back out. Or they'll back out. But if they backed out, then that's good. Yeah, bye. Then they no longer (laughs) serve you anymore and it's time to move on. That's right. And that's hard to hear. Listen to how you phrase things in your relationships. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself thinking, but I do this and that and this and that. Ask yourself what's going, really going on because that's, that's bullshit. (laughs) The world does not revolve around you. I had a, I had an episode like that too. I was really upset and it was literally at the time where you all were littles. Daddy was Me busy and, and, the and I felt unseen, unheard and unloved. Mm-hmm. So I started in my brain with the, but I do everything for every, the martyr syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if I just do a little more, if I give a little more, they'll love me and notice me. No one did. One Christmas <laughs> came around and I didn't get even a card, not even a homemade card. That hurt. How old was I? I had to oh, you guys were little. Okay, we're to, and then just to defend, okay, yeah. daddy yeah, yeah. was busting his ass yeah. and you know traveling and stuff and doing things and and when I when I made him realize I was hurt, but the truth was I could have said, "What are you getting me for Christmas?" and playfully or, "You know what? How about I just buy myself what I want for Look, honey, look what you bought me." 
right? For Chris. But my point is, is that we cannot rely on other people to make us feel better. We cannot. Yeah. If you know how to soothe yourself and put yourself first, but if you say, you know what, it's okay. They were all busy. The kids are little. Daddy didn't have time. You know, he's trying his best whatever, but we don't, you know, most, most of the time we don't look at it that way. We just go into no one loves me mode. And it wasn't even about presence. It was about no one remembered me. Yeah. Fuck little five-year-old Emily. We're not getting you. But it's, you see, it wasn't even about <laughs> you guys. I didn't know how to make me happy. I, it's not that you said, well, what did you want for Christmas? That was not what it was even was about. Point, yeah. But I didn't exactly say, Hey, pay attention to me, honey. Let's go for a date night. I didn't do that either. I just sat back and felt sorry for myself. And I think that happens too much in every relationship where we just think that somebody else is responsible for our thoughts and feelings and whatever. That makes sense? No, that makes sense. I think if everyone was a little bit more selfish and focused on what they need rather than what they think everyone else needs or wants then we'd probably be in a lot better situation. I'd like to tweak and edit that if I may. Please do. The word selfish needs to come off of that page and the word self-care needs to be placed in it. But okay, I think self-care often people think of like, oh, taking time for myself, taking an hour to like go get my nails done or whatever. Well, it doesn't have to be that. It can be just taking an hour to say, I need to walk away from the world and think for a minute. I guess, I guess what I mean is like right now, I'm going to talk about me personally, right? Let's go. Me personally, I'm in this spot where I'm like, I have to be selfish and focus on what I need and what I want to get to my perfect future. And in doing that, I feel as if I'm not talking to my friends as much or not putting as much time into my relationship. And in a way, it's selfish, is it not? It's selfish to say, hey, I know we have this thing, but I need to focus on myself. Self-preservation. Yes. That's the phase I'm in right now. That's benefiting whoever is real in your life who understands that you have to do what's best for you, which will inevitably be best for everyone else involved as well. And if those people in your life do not see it that way, then they don't belong there. But I think, I think people are scared of possibly losing people. But again, if they're not right, then why would you want them there anyway? In a perfect world, in perfect people, in a perfect human being, we would enjoy the time we have and, and just honor that so much that it doesn't matter if that person's there or not yeah. in the end. Because when they do die, <laughs> in my case, when they do <laughs> die, you just are so thankful that, they were that you ever had that experience. And even people that are still alive that are no longer with me, I still am thankful that I had those experiences, even the bad ones. We'll call them lessons. <laughs> <laughs> the lessons... I'm not going to bash anybody that was a past relationship because that was a life lesson for me. It'd be better. I mean, once you get past the hurt of breakups and stuff, hopefully you get to the point where you see what it actually meant for the direction of your life and what you learned about yourself in the process. It might take a while, but you'll get there. Yeah. How do you deal with the hurt of one person deciding that they don't want to work on it and it's time for them to move on? And the other person 
clinging on to it. I've been there, done that. That's why I'm asking, <laughs> yeah. Because I think a lot well, of people have that where they're like, why did that person leave me? Or That's where self-esteem and self-value comes into play. If they're not willing to say, this is why I left, then you just have to know it had nothing to do with you. It sucks. How do you handle that? Fucking cry. <laughs> Mourn it. Get over it. It's like a miscarriage. Honestly, it's an emotional miscarriage. Mm -hmm. You had all these expectations for this relationship. You were waiting for the birth of something new, for it to continue. And then it just bleeds out. And you're like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? You can't ask why. You just have to move on. You have to cry. Get over it. Realize you are fine. You're not broken. You didn't need them. And that's the hardest thing to say. I really didn't need them. Mm -hmm. I wanted them. Well, you know what? We don't always get what we want. And it sucks. But that's it. How, how do you deal with it? You literally say, you all right, be sad I, I, can't, I can't worry why. So what do you do? Is it the same process if it did have something to do with you? If it was you because you were cheating... I don't think that's really hard. You don't have to go too deep on <laughs> yeah. that one. If it was, if you're saying if you have to accept the responsibility that was you, then take the responsibility it was you, learn the lesson and move on. Mourn it, do whatever. But that doesn't necessarily, I do want to reiterate, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to change because you shouldn't have to strive to fit that person's mold. Correct. You got to do it for you, not for them. But even, you don't even have to do it for you. If you're happy being whatever, then you don't have to change. You just have to find someone who accepts that. Yeah. Right? I think there is a problem with the idea that the perfect partner is going to do everything we tell them to. Mm -hmm. That is an egotistical control issue. Yeah. <laughs> that is not healthy. Just throwing that out there for anybody who might think that. I hear a lot of girls like, well, he better. Mm. I do that, but I don't think I actually mean it. I know you don't. I think I say that. I've in witnessed the you. I've witnessed you not meaning that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's more Wait, of just like a. There's a difference a between talking a big game and being a dick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I talk a big game because I'd be lying if I that's said I was such like, a wuss. he better do this, oh. and I get there, and I'm like. Sweetie pie, would you maybe please? Would you maybe please do that for me? Thank you. I love you. I think you get that from me. I like Thank to talk you. a big game too. I like to talk to a big game just because I'm too soft inside. I think I give in way too fast sometimes. Maybe not so anymore because I got some self esteem and backbone now. Oh, <laughs> ain't that something? <laughs> Is it a backbone or a stick up my ass? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> How does one know? You're beautiful. And if you aren't, that's okay. Be ugly. Be, Be ugly. ugly. Be ugly. <laughs> Find someone who likes ugly. <laughs> I'm telling you that is... in When they say in the eye of the beholder and you just want to smack somebody for saying that, oh, it is it. the truth. They mean it though. I, I have been so in love with people that somebody else would be like, Why? And I'm sure that other people have been with me that said, why? No, you want to know something really funny? When my boyfriend and I got together, I had really horrible acne. And I would cover it up with makeup or I'd try to. I didn't really do that good of a job. But this was in high school, right? And I was really insecure about it. And I think later on after like it, it got a little bit better or whatever, I went on medication to like make it better. I asked him, I was like, why didn't you ever comment on it? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, like that 18-year-old. He's like, why didn't you ever say anything about it? <laughs> Babe. I was like, ugly. Right? And he literally said, 
I thought they were freckles. <laughs> Are a- you for real? He loved me so much. I don't even care if he was lying. That shit's hilarious. That's called Through the Eyes of Love. He really said... I'll break into song. But he was so serious. Yes. He was so serious. When you look at somebody and you see... uh, You ready to vomit again? Cue the gag reflex. You see their soul, not their physical outside flaws. You see their soul. That's yeah. This is another thing. I'm I'm quite a tall tall gal, right? Baby giraffe. I'm I'm quite a baby giraffe, and a lot of men are intimidated are intimidated by that and say they would never date someone taller than them, which I think is so stupid. First of all, yeah. but second of all, also you can have preference, whatever. You don't want to date a tall bitch, that's fine. But at the end of the day, how many people have? had crushes on me or have you know like the few people i've been in a relationship with that i've been taller than them it doesn't matter doesn't matter it doesn't matter i've had all the different relationships yeah and that it shouldn't matter it matters to them more than it does to us which makes me mad because that's on you that's on them if they're if they're on the shorter side of the male chart, the male chart. <laughs> which to me never mattered at all, it's always how you make somebody feel. But that's the thing. I never thought about it until there were men who told me that it was gross for me to be taller than them. And then I internalized that. And then I was like, I have to find someone who's taller than me. I think it's become a common thing where girls feel like they have to be shorter than the male. But a lot of time that's not a problem because a lot of women are quite short anyway but if you have two women does it matter i don't think so i would like to think no but again you can have preference there's nothing wrong with having preference but again if that's something where it's like really a deal breaker for you why see i have this utopian thing about gay and lesbian relationships that they have that gift to be able to see past that but they don't do they I mean, I wish we could all just go and look at each other's souls. No. Just like any person, I think Can we get to that have... alien mentality of just being able to see what's on the inside, not worry about the outside. The meat suit, that'd be great. Thanks. So what did we learn today? <laughs> be true to yourself. And by that, we mean get next to Jesus with yourself. Be honest with others. If you want the good relationships. Across the board, with anybody. With anybody. Friendships, family. If you feel like you need a relationship, that probably means that that's the last thing you need. But let's emphasize and put bold on the word need. Yeah. You don't need anything. The only thing you need is yourself at the end of the day. Right. So And you, you better be really, really good to yourself. And being selfish is another overused word. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you have nothing to give others. Yeah, I agree with that. Or it's fake. I really tried that. I tried on that whole let's be what other people need you I to be. I think a lot of people do where they're like, if I just keep giving and giving and giving, and giving they'll if think you I'm give important. Some more, if you give some more, if but you give some more. But that's not true. If you don't think you're important, they won't think you're important. Yeah. Because you've already given them the confidence that they needed to think of themselves highly. The and mar- you didn't even do it for yourself. Martyr syndrome is rampant. Look at what I do for you. That's rampant and you're about to do nothing for me my generation of women think that you know they got to do more to get love and you know what ladies (laughs) it's strike time do less (laughs) i'm not kidding it wasn't until i realized that i was going to focus on me or i'm going to do what i need to do before i run amok with a proverbial meat cleaver that's a really good point because 
A lot of times, I think women get knocked for doing what they need for themselves, which is complete bullshit. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but a lot of times if a man needs to walk away or do something, you know, he he needs that. He needs that because he does so much for the family. But right when a woman does it, she's being selfish. That's stupid. I've heard wives make comments about how angry they were at their husband for doing it. Yet, when you say, hey, do something. And I've said to my friend, do something with me because you need some time too. And they won't do it. Yet now they're still mad at their husband. Well, that's on you, sweetheart, because you wouldn't take the time. Mm -hmm. You have to take the time. Yeah. I used to be so jealous of the women who went and got their nails done or got facials or went to the gym and did those things. I used to just resent them. They were doing what they needed to do. The truth was, I just was martyr syndrome. Mm -hmm. I did that. You can do it too. <laughs> don't no, don't do the martyr syndrome. No, 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 not that. The whole. But it's a right, and it, for yourself. and I remember, I remember Big Daddy D. How much does that cost to go to a gym? And I'm like, Douglas, I don't care. I need this. I need you to want me to want this. I need you to want me to do this. And he's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> And he did it, and I loved him even more for it. Yeah. Because I told him how important it was to me, and of course, then he said, absolutely. But again, it doesn't have to be expensive things. No, it doesn't have to be expensive it things. Can be, you need to go for a walk outside. You need to go out with your girlfriends once in a while. Yeah. You need to get a shirt that doesn't have a stain on it. You need to spend the money on a pair of shoes because you haven't bought a pair in 12 years. But again, you're saying things that are attached to money. It doesn't but always have to be money. It tends to right now. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I am. I am. I am kind of talking to the generation, my generation of women who literally gave up their life, their career for their family and their man. Which I'm not saying that's wrong. It was what we chose and which should have made us happy. But a lot of times we didn't allow ourselves to be happy because we didn't know where to draw the boundaries. Say, yeah, yeah, you're right. I gave my entire, you know, life for this, but I too need, you know, an hour a month to myself or an hour a week to myself. Mm -hmm. And I really hope your generations learned that already. No. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't think I've learned it. I would be lying if I say I've learned it, right? I'm not going to sit it, here. You do say, it differently. You yeah. do it differently. You torture yourself. If I stay up till 4.30 in the morning getting 18 things done then that makes me better and it doesn't it just makes you trash the next day you're trash i am <laughs> um yeah so thank y'all for listening if you got this far more exciting entries into the caves of our brains okay sure thank you for entering our cave <laughs> <Ew>. no no <laughs> I'll go pray about it. What is this religion? This religious like. What do you mean? What is this? You live with me. You know what I do. You're spiritual. I don't know what I am. I'm just spiritual. trying to. I'm just trying to figure it out, and I have my process, and I have my way. So leave me alone. Okay. Well, you heard her. So there I am. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you didn't, that's understandable. I hope, <laughs> honestly, I hope something in here was helpful. That's really why I want to do this. I hope it helps somebody else say, hey, yeah, I did that too, or I feel that way too. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> Can't talk. We can need chicken salad. <laughs> 
slowly deteriorating. <laughs> Hopefully he'll be back to listen again. Please. For the love of God. For the love of God, Please. come back. <laughs> because our, val- our self-esteem relies on No! <laughs> that goes against everything! <laughs> that was a joke. Funny bone engaged. All right, enough. Okay, bye. Bye. Where is the button? Where is the button? <laughs> I'm really struggling I with literally that. can't find it. Where is it, Em? What do you mean? The stop button's right there. It's, where's my cursor? Where's my cursor?